It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it 888 Money Pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma, because this is where home solutions live. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about your air conditioning system. You know, if it doesn't seem to be cooling right, you always question whether or not it's working properly or not. Well, we're going to teach you a quick and easy and free way to check it out and learn whether it's running up to speed before you pick up the phone and call a service contractor. That's going to save you some bucks and keep you cool at the same time. And also ahead this hour, if you're planning on doing your part to help the home improvement economy out there, maybe you've got a project at your money pit that involves hiring a pro. Well, if you do, we're going to tell you the steps you need to take to make sure that the project you're planning comes out exactly as you planned it. And not only will we give you the answer to your home improvement question, we're going to help you pay for it because this hour we're giving away a $50 Lowe's gift card to one caller that gets on the air with us with their home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit let's get right to the phones leslie who's first ron in alabama needs some help with a noisy situation what's going on yeah well i've got a, a generator and uh um, i live on a lake and so the sound travels pretty well but my neighbor you know when the generator activates um we don't hear it inside our house it's well well insulated but the deflection off of my house takes what sound there is over to my neighbors, and I'm just wondering if there's some, being a courteous neighbor, there's some way I can deflect that sound either straight up or, you know, up the hill away from his house. Yeah, well, it's always nice to be nice to the neighbors because you never know when you need to have that favor returned. <laughs> Ron, uh, what I would do is I would install, I would install, I would plant some bushes around that. It's not going to affect the uh, the function of the generator, but it might serve as a noise barrier. You know, the other thing that you could do is fence it in, but... Uh, I think probably bushes would be a good way to sort of break hmm. up the sound waves. And the most attractive. Otherwise, yeah, you're looking exactly. at like a wood box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll look good on that, that utility side of my house. I, it's I, a good I think buffer. That's, a, that's probably a good solution. Yeah, look right, at Ron. Leland Cypress. They're gorgeous and they're affordable. I'll get a few of them. All right, Ron, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we expect to hear from Ron's neighbor with the same question. You know, let me tell you, <laughs> when we first moved into our house, there was a chain link fence between us and the neighbor, and I was like, you know, no offense, you're lovely people, but I, I don't want to look at you. So we put these three foot Leland Cypress in, and we've been in the house five years, and the tallest one is the same height as my house. And now it's completely invisible, right? It's amazing, and they were inexpensive. And if you get them put in by you know a landscaping pro, they'll guarantee them for the first year should they die should there be a problem and then you'll get a new one good point 888-666-3974 donna in rhode island has a roofing question what's going on there 
I, um, my husband and I had put an addition on our home, and we have a brand new roof. Um, it's only about two and a half, three years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's the existing side of the house um, where we've got a farmer's porch where there's been a considerable amount of mildew and mold buildup. Mm-hmm. So you've yep. got a new roof and an old roof, and they don't look the same. Right. Well, and they, and they both have varying degrees of mold and mildew, and we, re- we removed um, it once with uh, Simple Green and um, lightly used a power washer, but my husband was explaining if we continue to use a power washer, he's afraid we'll, we'll damage the architectural shingles. Well, you could because you are driving some of, the, uh, some of the granules off, but if you're very careful about it and if you're just using, say, the wide, gentle spray, the same one that you use, say, to wash your car, you're probably okay. But the secret here, Donna, is that you want to apply the mildicide and you want to let it sit. So I would use a product like Jomax, for example, that you put on the roof, let it sit for a little while, and then rinse it off. Because sometimes if you just try to blast off that mildew, that moss growth, that's not really getting to sort of the root of the matter. You want to put the mildicide on. It's bleach-based. Let it really do its job. And then rinse it off. Don't blast it off. Just rinse it off. And then you're more likely to have a situation where it's going to stay clean for a while. Now, a couple other things that you can do. First of all, is this a very shady side of the house? Because typically that's what causes a lot of uh, moss growth. And uh, Yes, and that is what's happening. Um, it's a, It's a, you know developed neighborhood, um, beautiful trees, but it's in, we have a couple of very large trees. Okay, so if you can thin out the tree a little Mm -hmm. bit so Mm -hmm. that you let a little more light in, you don't have to get rid of it, just thin it out. That will make a difference. The other thing that you could do is you could take a strip of copper or nickel flashing material, the metal, and put it up near the top of the roof. And what will happen is as the rain strikes that and washes over the copper or the nickel, it will release some metal, which acts as a mildicide and actually cleans the roof every time it rains. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Well, thank you very much. There you go, Donna. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We are so glad you joined us. Now pick up the phone and be part of the Money Pit because we want to help you get your projects done right the first time. So give us a call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, your AC is on, but it just doesn't seem to be cooling down your house. Well, learn how to tell if your air conditioning is working without calling a service contractor right after this. You're in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 Lowe's gift card. You can use it for a great investment in energy efficiency and curb appeal. That's a Benchmark Door by Thermatru. Benchmark Doors are made for easy installation. They've got the look of wood with all the benefits of fiberglass. No rotting, warping, swelling, or cracking. Super energy efficient. Available at Lowe's right now. We'll give you a start with a $50 Lowe's gift card if you pick up the phone right now and call us with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 
Yeah, pick up the phone and give us a call. Whatever you're working on, we will have a solution to help you get that job done right. You know, whatever it is, whether it's air conditioning, decorating, even upholstery. Tom and I can come up with answers to make your money pit super cool and exactly the home of your dreams. Now, if you're thinking about that good door, Tom sort of got your brain working and you're thinking, hmm, a good door. Sure, that's going to help keep my nice cool air in during this super hot, sweaty summer that I'm experiencing. But Are you dealing with an air conditioning that seems to be on the blink right now, not working so great? Well, if that's you and you're wondering whether your AC is performing up to snuff, there's a quick way to test it without picking up the phone and calling a pro and then spending those service dollars. Here's what you do. You want to take a thermometer and you want to measure the temperature of the airflow at the supply and then at the return duct nearest to the blower. Now, the temperature difference between the two should be somewhere between 12 and 20 degrees. If it's not, your system is not running efficiently and probably needs refrigerant, which can easily be added by your local HVAC pro. That's all you need to do. Check that temperature differential. If it's between 12 and 20 degrees, you are good to go. 888-666-3974. You'll be good to go with the answer to your home improvement question if you give us a call right now. Leslie, who's next? Dan in Texas is calling to rub it in that he's got a pool. What can we do for you? (laughs) Yeah, I got a pool that's like 20 years old, and back when it was built, I guess it was fashionable to put AstroTurf around it. I see. Okay. <laughs> and now there's patches of AstroTurf. It looks like it was laid in concrete. Oh, around man. And I just can't get up. Wow. So the the AstroTurf is what, like embedded into the concrete? Yeah, it looks like they just uh, they put that on a uh, thin layer of some kind of crete or plaster or something and, and then laid wow. the AstroTurf on it. How hmm. 1970s. Yeah, I'm thinking of jackhammers in your future, dude. <laughs> yeah, it may be, and I've thought about just replacing the whole pool deck, but I didn't know if there was something out there that could get this stuff up. It's not a it's not a conventional adhesive. I've tried adhesive uh, mm-hmm. uh, dissolvers on it, and it doesn't do any good. Well, let me ask you a question. Is, is it just like more of the glue that's there, or is there is there actual sort of like fabric from the old? There's still some AstroTurf there. I mean, what the remnants of AstroTurf, mm. anyway. Because if it was smooth and it was just the glue, I was thinking that you'd be able to coat the whole thing with an epoxy uh, patching compound, like an epoxy trowel surface. Like to level it? Yeah, to level it out and cover it over. Is there any way to build a, not not a deck where you're thinking of something high around it, but, you know, wood up around it to create sort of like a wood or a composite decking? It's an in-ground pool, and it's, the coping stone is level with the concrete decking around it so mm. i know what you're thinking leslie like if you use like fiber on or something like that on the flat yeah you can use that on the flat and it, i mean i'm assuming it's an in-ground pool which is i'm glad for you yeah. i'm jealous <laughs> not that i have pool envy okay i do um but yeah i've seen where you can put wood you know right up onto maybe a brick edger that's coved so it sort of creates a new stepper into the pool so it goes brick up to this wood decking which actually looks really pretty and you can put it on the diamond you can do an interesting herringbone pattern with this and it creates a new surface and that could be something that could go right on top of that mishmash exactly that, of course, you don't have to worry about weeds growing up through it. Except that I wouldn't use wood. I would use composite. Yeah, composite, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it'll that's stand up fun. really nicely. Uh, well, that's right. an option. A jackhammer is the option. And if you can get rid of the AstroTurf itself, you could coat the whole thing with um, an epoxy coating. Yeah, that's just what I really wanted to do if I could get rid of the AstroTurf. Yeah. You know what? If you want some inspiration for the the decking idea, go to fiberondecking.com. I think there's a couple of photos of an instance where they've done just that. Okay. Fiberondecking.com. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll check it out. 
Dan, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. All right, now we're going to head over to Tennessee where Patricia is dealing with some, I guess they're cracking up bathroom sinks. What's happening? Hi, um, I've got these ugly cracks in my, I guess they're like a resin sink. The counter and the sink is one piece. Okay, gotcha. It's like Mm -hmm. molded. Yep. Yeah, molded. And um, even if I clean them, they, they quickly fill back up with mildew. Yeah. And they're very ugly. Yeah, that's like a composite kind of molded sink, and they the glaze on them does crack, and it's really not something that you can fix. It's just kind of, Patricia, the way they wear, unfortunately. There's no, like, patching compound? No, no. I'll tell you what works good as a cleaning, if to clean it, is Barkeeper's Friend. Okay. All right. It's like a scouring powder, but it does a really good job of getting that, that mildew out of the cracks in places like that. Also okay. good for solid surfacing materials like corian mm. sinks and that sort of thing. Makes it really white and bright. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Patricia. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Stephen Maryland is working on a bathroom project and needs a help in hand. What can we do for you? Uh, I've been working with a um, shower, uh, a corner shower. Okay. And it's, we used it for about a year, and then it developed a crack in the base. And in examining the shower, it seems that the material that the shower is made out is not like a hard, uh, say, fiberglass with metal uh, construction. It's just kind of fiberglass. So Right. It's a fiberglass pan, it, okay? It moves a lot. The base moves. It's, it's not as sturdy as something that's built on a metal base. Well, actually, if it was installed properly, it would not move because when you set a fiberglass pan, you're supposed to set it in uh, mortar. You basically mix up some quickrete or something like that, put it on the floor when it's kind of loose and wet, and you sort of press the pan down into it, and that gives it structural support. If you don't have that and you have a lot of flexibility in it, it's more likely to crack. Well, this one did crack, and really the only thing I can see is to replace it. But I was looking what to put under it, and you mentioned mortar, which I don't believe is under it right now. When the original installer put it there, he just put the shower... Right, well, I'll give you one other option if you don't want to pull it out and replace it. You can repair the cracked fiberglass pan, and, and basically you're going to re-fiberglass that. If you get a fiberglass repair kit, like and you, the place to get this is at an auto supply shop because it's the same stuff you'd use to fix a, a fiberglass you know, car door body or something like that. Like, like Bondo or something like that? Well, it's kind of like that, yeah. And basically you clean the, the, the surface really well, you apply the resin, you press the fiberglass into the resin, then you put a couple of coats on top of it. And I actually have fixed a fiberglass pan this way in a shower and actually bought myself a couple of more years by doing it this way before we were ready to replace the whole thing. Good enough. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Steve. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Kathleen in Arizona wants to change a wood fireplace to a gas fireplace. Welcome aboard. What can we do for you? Thank you. Yes. So I'm here in Phoenix, and we have fires because they look good, not so much for the heat, of course. <laughs> okay. I have okay. gas I have gas that comes in at one end of my house, and about 50 feet away is my fireplace. Mm-hmm. So I've had estimates for running gas lines. But the length of it and the bends involved is really costly, it seems. So I'm thinking that I could use one of those barbecue gas cylinders maybe as a gas source. My fireplace mm. is on an outside wall. On an outside wall? Mm. Yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Not sure about that. 
I will tell you that if you think the expense of running the gas line is costly, wait till you see how much it costs to run that fireplace. Usually when you add a gas burner to an existing fireplace, they use a huge amount of BTUs. So they're very expensive to run. If you can start from scratch and install what's called a condensing gas fireplace, they have very high efficiency fireplaces. But isn't that essentially, couldn't you do that as an insert to the existing fireplace, I don't know about that. I've never seen one that, no, I've never seen one that's that efficient to be used as an insert. Hmm. So this is a pretty expensive improvement that you're thinking about doing, Kathleen. If you're not going to use it all the time, why don't you just go back, go with a standard Duraflame log and save yourself a lot of headache. Oh, okay. All right. And costly. when you're mentioning inserts, are, are you talking about the ones that reburn their own smoke because we have no burn days here in Phoenix? Yeah, they have, yeah, they have inserts that burn wood, sure. And they're more efficient than regular masonry fireplaces. But I will tell you that adding a gas burner to a masonry fireplace is just a very inefficient thing to do. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Mike in Rhode Island is dealing with a leaky pressure valve. What's going on? Tell us about the problem. Well, on the, um, the hot water tank, okay. there's, uh, there's a, a pressure relief valve with, that, um, with the long pipe. I yep. guess what's mm-hmm. the water. That's right. And um, they, the oil guy did replace it twice. Okay. But, uh, but it still leaks. I, I um, Mostly when it uh, we take, like, shower after the shower. Okay. Uh, did anybody check the pressure of the water tank? Because remember that the pressure relief valve, it's technically known as a pressure and temperature valve. It's supposed to go off when the pressure in the tank goes over 150 pounds. Now, if it's leaking because it's a defective valve, that's one thing. But if it's leaking because it's relieving the pressure because the tank is, as, is now forming an excess amount of pressure, then, in fact, it's doing its job. So I would first check the pressure in the tank to make sure the pressure relief valve isn't, in fact, relieving pressure so that you don't have a tank that ruptures on you. Okay. Um, so, so I would tell him to check that? Yeah, well, he certainly should be doing that. I wouldn't just replace it without checking it. Now, it's not unusual for those to leak. And, and in fact, you know, there's a like a test valve on the side of those things, but we always say never touch it because once you let a little water out, sometimes the valve seat never goes back quite the same and it, and it leaks <laughs> like from that point on. But if you've replaced this a couple of times and it's still leaking, my question would be, why is it leaking? I doubt it's a bad valve. It's more likely you have an excess amount of pressure and something's not right with the system. So I would have them check that next. Okay, Mike? Okay, I'll do that. Great. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY. But yes, if your pressure relief valve is leaking, it may just be doing its job, relieving pressure and stopping an explosion. John in New Jersey, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Uh, yes, um, I was looking to purchase a new home, and their heating was propane gas. And I, I asked them if um, I'd rather go with some heat pumps, um, because I think that the uh, propane gas would be very expensive in the long run. And I would like your opinions on uh, economically and uh, the advantages of a heat pump. The problem with the heat pump is that in this area, it's real expensive to run, and very often it has to run on its electric backup zone. See, the way a traditional heat pump works is it maintains the temperature differentiation between what you set the thermostat out and about 2 degrees. So if you set it at 70 and it falls to 68 in the house, the heat pump runs. If it falls to 67 or below, then the electric resistance backup heat comes on, and that's real expensive to run. So um, if I had a choice of an electric heat pump or propane, I probably would use a high-efficiency 
propane system. If a ground source heat pump was available, then I might go with a heat pump because that's going to be more efficient in the long run. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we are going to share with you a great idea on how to cover up an ugly, outdated kitchen backsplash. We're going to fill you in right after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we're giving you staycation solutions all summer long at MoneyPit.com. Brought to you by Fiveron and Works. Don't want to burn through a bunch of cash on an expensive vacation? Well, take a getaway in your own backyard. It's easy with a few inexpensive ideas. A beautifully manicured lawn, lush landscape, and a killer decker patio are all you need. Find out more at moneypit.com slash staycation. Hey, maybe you're going to take a staycation at your Money Pit and redo an outdated kitchen like our Liquid Nail Story winner this week. Now, we've been asking you guys, our Money Pit listeners, to share your stories. And Liquid Nails, you guys know, you work with it all the time. Tom and I use it. It is a fantastic adhesive product. It's the choice of pros and do-it-yourselfers alike. So this week, we chose Janine in Fairfield, Connecticut. Now, get this. Janine moved into a home, and she loved her house and she moved in and the kitchen was so beautiful until she got a closer look at that backsplash and found out that it was a faux tile backsplash that was actually made up of a single plastic sheet (laughs) those things are so terrible i had an awful apartment with that stuff on the bathroom walls once it really looks bad it's like the easiest cheapest thing that you can do in a bathroom it's so terrible i believe my first apartment had the entire bathroom molded out of that and like the tub tub what am i saying it looked like a tub turned on its side it was like the stall shower that was all out of this molded plastic nonsense so janine hated it and she started thinking how can i get it out of here but ripping it down totally would have damaged the wall so janine used liquid nails to adhere a beadboard backsplash instead right on top of that old hideous backsplash now janine tells us that the look was so great and the application could not have been simpler that's a great project that's a great idea too you know using liquid nails means you don't have any fasteners you get a very clean very finished look so if you've got a liquid nail story send it in and if we use your story on the air we're going to send you a liquid nails gift pack worth about 65 bucks maybe uh, we can all share in your success if you want some more tips you can go to moneypit.com slash my story leslie let's get back to the phones who's next lloyd in kansas is dealing with some concrete walls that are cracking up tell us about the problem uh i have a con- uh, con- it's uh, actually a cinder block okay. okay and uh and i'm getting hairline cracked between uh not all of them but several of them and it goes all the way through so is it a vertical crack lloyd or is it a horizontal crack no it's a it's a horizontal and uh, where is it located uh it's, say, it's right a, in it's right in the mud area does it they, seem to be opening though or is it just uh sort of um, like more like uh, expansion and contraction yeah that's probably it right there it's it's it's, it's a little bigger than a hairline crack it's mm-hmm. some of them are it, it's got several in it and some of them are and some of them some of them are a little wider than others, but not they're not real wide. 
Well, look, you might have some movement in that wall that could be causing this. And, and typically, if you get movement in, the, in a concrete block wall, it's because of a drainage issue outside. You know, if you have a lot of water that collects around the bottom of the wall, that can uh, contribute to the movement of the wall. You know, and, and a simple explanation for that is if you walk across, you know, your lawn after a rainstorm, you kind of sink because wet dirt doesn't hold as much weight as dry mm. dirt. <laughs> and so if you try to stabilize the soil a little bit, that can cut some of that down. But that said, expansion and contraction is not unusual in a block wall, and it's going to exhibit itself by hairline cracks in the joints, and it doesn't always indicate a structural problem. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jenny in North Carolina is dealing with something old being new again, but not so much having that brand spanking new smell. What's going on in your old townhouse? Well, I bought a townhouse about two years ago, and um, it was a rental, so it was tr- and it was trashed. Okay. So we basically redid all the surfaces. I mean, I took out all the carpet, put hardwood floors in the living areas, new carpet. It sits on a slab. So we scrubbed the slab, put new carpet in the bedrooms, painted all the walls, all the closets, all the woodwork. only thing that didn't get painted was the ceilings because they're mm-hmm. popcorn and need to come down. So I thought after two years of just living there and being clean and that it would smell better. But it's still, a lot of times when you come home, it greets you with the smell of an old, musty hotel room. Because mm. it's and haunted. Any, no. And you don't have any old, musty people living there, right? No, it's not, you know, we're very unmusty people. Jenny, what are you guys doing about dehumidification? Well, we have an air conditioner. I mean, we live in the south. So. Right. And air conditioners are not good dehumidifiers. You have a central air conditioner? What you might want to consider is something called a whole home dehumidifier because if you have high humidity, you can have odors. Mm-hmm. And high humidity could be pulling that odor out of that popcorn ceiling, out of the subfloor. I mean, any time that there's moisture, suddenly you smell something that you spilled on that carpet a year ago. Yeah, what you want to do is install a whole home dehumidifier, and that will automatically lower the moisture in the house. That will make a big difference. Now, this popcorn ceiling is another issue. You can, in fact, paint it. You want to use a very, very thick roller, and we would recommend that you prime it first. You can use a water-based primer, but you want to prime the ceiling first with a very thick roller. In fact, they have rollers that are sort of slit. Spiral cut. Yeah, spiral cut or slit, and they work really well with popcorn. You'll get some popcorn that will come out and get, and get stuck on it. You might even it get and, sections of it off. But. but, you know, all in all, it will when you're done, it'll look good, and it'll definitely seal in any odors that are associated with that. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and sharing all of your home improvement dilemmas with us. So what are you working on? Are you thinking about tackling a big home improvement project like, say, maybe replacing the windows at your house? Well, make sure you do your end of the prep work before the installers show up. We're going to run down the to-do list next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. You can count on Thermatrue for beautiful, reliable, and easy-to-install entry doors. To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Not only are we going to give you the answer to your home improvement situation that's going on at your Money Pit, but we're going to give you a chance to win a great prize that's going to help you get that project done. We're giving away this hour a $50 Lowe's gift card. Now, you can use it to increase the curb appeal at your Money Pit by investing in a benchmark door by Thermatru. Now, these benchmark Benchmark doors by Thermatrue, they really specialize in pre-hung entry doors, so it's a really easy do-it-yourself project. And if you go with a fiberglass door, which is Thermatrue's specialty, they can actually insulate up to five times better than traditional wood doors. And get this now, you guys homeowners out there can take advantage of a tax credit of up to 1500 bucks. So why not do something that improves your energy efficiency at home and boost the resale value of your house at the same time? Pick up the phone and give us a call at one 888 888-666-3974. You know, another tax credit to take advantage of, one of the big ones being offered, is for replacement windows. But before those installers show up, you want to make sure you've done the prep work on your end. Here's what you need to do. First of all, you need to take down all of the window treatments, including shades and blinds. You want to move furniture away from the windows and take all breakables off the wall shelves. If the new or used windows need to be stored at your house for a few days, make sure you have a safe place picked out for the that to happen. Leslie, this reminds me of the stories that you used to tell me, no, about when you would show up to do a while you were out makeover and not a single thing would have been done to get ready for you. Well, I mean, they couldn't in that situation because they didn't know we were coming. But I have seen situations where somebody knows the projects are happening and you've got a super expensive building material like windows. And what do they do? They stack them against, you know, the hallway right by the front door where there's high traffic or something. And somebody is bound to bump into something or back into something and break something, which is, you know, going to be something that you're going to have to pay for out of pocket. So really be prepared. You know, there are more things that you need to know when you're going through the process of replacing old windows. And you can learn all about them when you download the free chapter of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, all about windows. Now, we put it together with the help from our friends over at Simonton Windows, and it's available right now for free at moneypit.com. 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your big or little home improvement question. Let's get back to the phones. Now we're going to chat with Janie in Wyoming, who's got a question about flooring and heating. What can we do for you? Yeah, we're thinking about buying a new house or building a new house, and so we're debating what kind of flooring to put in it, and we would like to put in the in-floor heating. Okay. But even with in-floor heating, there's using gypcrete, or there's putting the tubes right underneath the flooring, or there's suspending the tubes underneath the flooring. Which one is best? Okay. Well, first of all, are we talking about a hot water heating system? Because that's what we'd recommend. Because electric heat is going to be pretty expensive out there in Wyoming. Uh, what I would think you need to do is you, you want to put the flooring embedded into the floor. So you want to use uh, a lightweight. The in the floor. Yeah, that's right. You don't want it under the flooring. I mean, that's great as an aftermarket solution if the flooring is already down. But in new construction, I would try to embed it right in the flooring. So the gypcrete solution is good. And the type of plumbing pipe you want to use for this is called PEX, P-E-X. That stands, Jamie, for cross-link polyethylene. It's a fantastic product. It's easy to use. It's very flexible, very durable stuff, and I would be totally comfortable putting that underneath my floor and not having to worry about leaks with it. Okay, and then what kind of flooring should go over it? We, we're thinking about engineered wood on mm-hmm. part of it, carpeting okay. with the rubber 
padding instead of the normal padding. Is that okay, or or are we shooting absolutely. ourselves in the foot doing no, that? Absolutely. Any t- the nice thing about this type of a flooring system is any type of surface floor is going to work, hard surface or carpeting, and those are all great choices. You know, the engineered hardwood is great stuff today. The finishes are really, really tough, and it's beautiful, and it looks just yeah, like full thickness gorgeous. hardwood, but it's a lot easier and less expensive to put down. So those are all great choices, Janie. It sounds like a really exciting project. Okay. That's what I needed. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Tiling trouble. That's what Art in Texas has got. What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I have a, uh, a little divot in a ceramic tile. It's about a quarter inch around and maybe about a quarter inch deep. I had a glass fall on the tile. It didn't crack it, but just like knocked out this little hole in there. And I tried Googling, you know, to find out about how to repair a tile, if you can just do a spot repair and the only thing I've been able to find is, you know, how to replace the whole tile. And I was just wondering if there's any kind of like, you know, like a little concrete kind of thing you can pour in there or something to, to fill it in. Is this in a spot where if you did some sort of patching repair job, it would see a lot of action? Like, is it in a big counter space that you use quite often? Yeah, it's uh, right there uh, by a counter in, in the kitchen. Because I feel like whatever you use to patch it, it's not going to adhere as well as you hope that it will. And, you know, with cleaning and everyday use, it's just going to keep popping out. Okay, so really the only thing you can do for that is either live with it or replace the tile. Or replace it with a tile that's complementary if you can't find one that happens to be an exact match. Right, yeah, I got tile left over from when they oh, uh, good, built the good, house. Good, good deal. You know, that's not that big of a deal to replace it then if you've got that tile. I would just do that if it bothers you that much. Great. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to answer your emails, including a great decor du jour tip, a decor tip of the day that you can use to create a home bar that'll look just like it came out of a very fancy restaurant. That's coming up after this. You live in a Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT, or head on over to moneypit.com and click on Ask Tom and Leslie and send us your email question, just like Rick did in New Jersey. All right, Rick writes, we have a bar in the basement that we want to decorate with old paper money and then pour a clear resin on top. The idea is that it will look something like you'd see in a real bar. Will the epoxy dry clear enough so that we can actually see the money clearly? And is this something a reasonably talented person can do? Well, you know, Rick, we actually did something like this in an episode of While You Were Out, I want to say in like season two in Albuquerque. Um, And we did a bar that was like, well, we did a room that was like a 50s kind of diner with like old cars and it was very cute tile floor checkered pattern and so the bar we built you're gonna have to build sort of a box that you're gonna pour into so you want like a platform you can do mdf because you're gonna seal it up and it's not gonna be wet enough where it's gonna turn to sponge you can do plywood if you do the mdf i would paint it first um and that's not a bad idea in case you don't cover everything with your paper money you want to make sure that you see something other than the brown background so we built the frame for our bar base and then we just framed it out on three sides once it was attached to the wall so that it had a place where the resin wouldn't pour out and over and then that outer frame is going to be ripped off at the end now keep in mind 
Once you pull it off, there are going to be some pieces that get stuck to the resins. You're probably going to need to put something decorative around just to finish it off. But what you want to use as the product is there's a product called um, Envirotex Light. You can get it at craft stores. You can buy it online. It is kind of pricey. I have to say for the episode of While You Were Out, I think I used $300 worth of the product. And I kept being like, I need more. I need more. I need another bucket. I need more of it because you want it to fill everything. It's self-leveling and it dries totally clear. It's well worth it, it looks awesome. And what we put into the bar top was little um, little matchbox race cars and a place setting. So there was a plate with forks and knives and everything. So we really had to make it deep to cover the tines of the fork. But with paper money, you don't need that much room. Yeah, good point. It sounds like a great project. Now, uh, do you have to be worried about the humidity down there, Leslie? I would think it's pretty damp in a basement. Yeah, you want to make sure that you have good ventilation because the product is super duper stinky. Um, but you want to make sure that air is moving just to allow it to dry. And it does take a good 48 hours plus to cure. So don't put anything down on it, but it's going to be a good project. All right, we've got an email here from Jennifer in Illinois. She says, my husband and I are getting ready to finish our basement in the fall. We want to understand the pros and cons of pulling permits, assuming all the work will be done up to village code specifically if we don't pull permits what might happen if we decide <laughs> our, to sell our house down the road not good jennifer you want to pull permits for two reasons first of all you want to make sure that the work is done right and the code enforcement officers will be overlooking looking over the shoulder of the pros that you hire to make sure they're doing the work correctly and secondly as you say what's going to happen when you sell your house well listen if I was the home inspector, I always used to tell my clients to go pull the building permit file on the house themselves. Now, if they do that and they pull the file and it is public record, remember, it's open season for anybody that wants to look at your building permit file and they see that you've got a brand new deck and no building permit for it or a brand new kitchen or a bathroom and no permit, that is a big problem. Now, some people worry about the fact that maybe they're going to be reassessed. But look, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You just They'll cannot find take you a eventually. chance. You cannot take a chance that the work's going to be done incorrectly or it's going to come back and haunt you when you try to sell that house. Mm -hmm. Do it once. Do it right, Jennifer. Otherwise, you guys are going to be in such a sorry situation or at least a really expensive one. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Pick up the phone any time of the day or night that you have a home improvement question. Call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. And remember, the show continues online all the time at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey,